The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. No, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd get his... <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave! <laughs> Dave, Dave smells like nougat! Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast, a very special edition. Uh, a live, magic edition. Magic edition. We'll get to that in just a second. It's magical. <laughs> live from the middle of Hurricane Harvey in Paraland. It is magical that I my house is not Paraland. flooded. My, my house is not flooded. Uh, I would like to thank everybody for the well wishes. That was fun. I, I appreciate it very much that everybody was concerned for me on Twitter. Uh, it was very touching, seriously. Um, so uh, we're trying to get through this podcast. We may have technical difficulties. Of course, it's a monsoon in Texas, so uh, you get. This what is you take get. three. This is take. <laughs> this is take three. So you get what you get. Um, yeah, you you guys lost out on uh, Dave seeing it's magic, and then me doing the chipmunks. <laughs> yeah, so, but that's. But it, those are sound bites you'll never get back. You can't get that's, you can't. <laughs> that's right. I'm, on the third take, we're just trying to get through it now. Yeah, we're just, we, you, you can't you can't you can't recreate the magic, baby. Um, so speaking of magic, speaking of magic, before before we get to what the, a segue. Before we get to the Saints' defense looking awesome again and pitching another shout in preseason, uh, I think Andrew, it's official that we can say Sean Payton is not fucking around. With special teams, because the Saints gave up a seventh-round pick to the Philadelphia Eagles for a magician slash long snapper, uh, John. De, I butcher his name. Doran Boss. Doran Boss. Uh, so they aren't fucking around with special teams, Andrew. No. Well, it sounds like uh, Justin Drescher. He was banged up in the game. I noticed that during the game that he kind of. Yeah, he went did. to the sidelines, banged up, and then he finished the game. So I was like, "Well, whatever it was, it must have been fine." But apparently, he was in a boot today, so they pulled the trigger. Um, yeah, first of all, I'm kind of psyched that the Saints have a player not named Drew Brees older than me on the team, <laughs> which is nice. It makes me feel a little younger. You know, the, the number of players on the team older than me is back up to two. Um, <laughs> I think Khalif Barnes might be. Uh, he, he, I think he's borderline, but I think I think I might be slightly older than Barnes. But anyway, uh, you know, I got to say, I had never heard of this guy. This guy's had a ton of exposure, and it, I don't know how. I, mean, I, I follow the NFL pretty closely, but he's been completely off my radar. Uh, but he's been in the league for 14 years, and 
I seriously suggest that whoever's listening to this right now, pause this podcast, go watch the nine minute clip of Darren Boss doing his thing on America's Got Talent. Amazing. It's un it's unbelievable. I mean he's he's David Copperfield level good in terms of being a magician and not, Maybe that's an insult. I don't know. He's really good. And uh, his story is incredible. Like, seriously, seriously. I'm not a big magic guy, but, like, his story, it's it's heartwarming. Like, and tragic. You, you read his and, story, and he immediately becomes one of your favorite players yeah, on the team. Yeah. Just his, incredible. His, his, his story is, like incredibly tragic and heartwarming at the same time. Like, they're, they're, they need to make a movie about this dude. Seriously. Yeah. Well, I, I had actually, um, w when I saw the story and I saw his name, and I, I actually got really excited because I actually have heard of this guy before. Um, I saw I saw a piece on him uh, on Real Sports with Brian Gumbel because I always watch that show. And, um, and they did a whole story on him. And, uh, I mean, you guys are right. His story is tragic. When he was, um, I don't remember how old he was, maybe 15 or 18. 12, he might have been 12. Oh, he well, was the young. Okay, he was the yeah. youngest of the three kids, um, but he he lived in Seattle and grew up in Seattle. And uh, when he was twelve, his father um, murdered his mother. He just got angry one day and uh, and beat her to death with a with a a bench sander, like a, a power tool, um, and uh, and put her body in a sleeping bag and and put her put her in the in his trunk and he wound up confessing and uh went on trial and was found guilty and and john Dornboss and his two siblings they sat there the entire trial and, and watched everything and learned how their mother died john actually l l took a peek at his mother's autopsy photo um i mean so like what him and his siblings uh, went through when they were younger is uh pretty difficult to imagine and uh after all this happened he was he was shown a magic trick by a family friend and um and it just sort of changed his life you know he was obviously upset over the murder of his mother and the loss of his father and uh but magic kind of was like the one thing that um that gave him comfort and and relief and hope and um i actually i, I the impression i get there, there's you know Andrew told you to go watch a magic video, which you should definitely do, but you should also go watch um, the real sports that, but also there's a, uh, an NFL 360 um, on YouTube uh, that goes into actually even more detail about the whole, mm -hmm. um, his, you know, his, 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 the murder of his mother. But um, he, I, I really, honestly, I think the, the magic is, is the main focus in his life. I mean, I feel like he, you know, if you had to ask him, are you a magician or a punter? I feel like he oh, would say I'm a magician. Yeah, yeah, no, long snapper. Sorry, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I, I really, I feel like he probably just does that just to pay the bills and and just uh, you know, I, I think his real true love is is the magic for sure. Yeah. And his story that how he became a long snapper is really interesting too. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I, even even at the end of the American America's Got Talent thing, you know, he he talks about his rough childhood and it's definitely part of his show. You know, he he yeah. has a, an incredibly heartwarming message. Um, that kind of permeates his whole vibe. And so, I don't know, I get excited about the Saints having this in their locker room. I mean, you know, first of all, special teams, um, you know, with Thomas Morstead already in that room, and now you add a personality like this guy 
um, you know, the positivity and, and the the intelligence that kind of permeates that room. Uh, gonna I be think can only help. He's, he's going to be dropping magic and, tricks. He's going to be dropping. Yeah, I mean, this guy's been to Pro Bowl <laughs> twice. You know, he he's been a long snapper for 14 years. I mean, shoot, he he might be more served. He might be have more experience in being the. Uh, head special teams coordinator than Brad Banta. <laughs> there are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, but uh, anyway, I mean, there's a lot of head power in that room, and I think... Uh, Special teams is I'm excited to have. Him. Yeah. Well, let me. I mean, should should we be nervous because he finished the 2016 season on injured reserve? But he had a wrist injury, um, and so you know how. And the Saints gave up a 2019 Marcus Colston. <laughs> it was That's a, right. a 2018. Is it? It's a 2019. No, 2019. No, 2019. Nice. They're mortgaging way in the future now. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, but I mean, do we do we need to be concerned that? Uh, you know, maybe the doctors have missed something with a, a wrist, possible wrist injury Absolutely. that could still be lingering. One hundred percent. And I mean, he's doesn't even have a doesn't even have a wrist. <laughs> so I mean, the wrist is kind of important uh, for a long, long snapper. So. This is true. This is true. Um, he's I'm just, missing I'm just a saying. hand, and he passed the physical. But I, I, I feel like with this, and either one of you can jump in. I feel like this. I don't know, like, two or three years ago, if the Saints would have had long snapping issues. I don't know that Sean Payton would have been like, get me a long snapper. Give up a pick. I don't give a shit. Get me a long snapper that's good and competent. Like, I feel like the Saints would have tried to cut corners and bring in a rookie and see if it worked out. I feel like last year's special teams debacles changed how the Saints view special teams. Well, I I think it was fine with Drescher. He just got hurt. Yeah, I think, like... I think they mm-hmm. tried out a bunch of guys, and they were like, yeah, we're going to go in a different direction this year, and they just didn't find anyone they liked. So they were like, all right, whatever, we'll just go back to Drescher. And I, I think that was kind of a done deal until he ended up in a boot. So I, I think, yeah, I do think this was a desperation move to kind of solidify the position. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know what's going on with his wrist. I assume he was long snapping for the Eagles, and they're probably ready to move on because he's 37. Um, but I don't know. Age doesn't really matter with long snapper, you know? I mean, as long as he doesn't get hurt and, you know, he's, you know, (laughs) he's been doing this for 14 years. He, he knows what to do. You know, I don't really, 
I think long snapper, I mean, you probably age even more gracefully than quarterback or, um, I mean, you remember the Saints had Jason Kyle and, and uh, Kevin Hauser. I mean, they were well into their mid-60s, late, or I'm sorry, Mate. mid-30s. That would 30s. be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he but, gets a know, game they, check they, I mean, and were, a social. They were both, I mean, Jason Kyle, when he was with the Saints, I think he was like 38, 39. Yeah. You get a game check so. and a social security check. Yeah, yeah. Senior citizen discount, baby. Uh, Kevin Hauser. Games that start at three, they have a trouble. They have trouble staying. I mean, Hauser could have played with the Saints to to his forties if it wasn't for his Ponzi scheme. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are dropping. We are dropping serious knowledge on the people tonight. So we got to transition from the magician to the game. Andrew, I wrote a column. We're at we are at peak Saints optimism over this game. Uh, yes and no. I mean, there's there are definitely some things to worry about, but I think overall, I think I mean we had so many questions coming into training camp and preseason. I, I think the Saints have at least answered all of them. A lot of these questions by four. proving that things could be okay. Twelve and four. Um, so I'm optimistic. I mean, I'm, I'm going into the season excited. Sure. Dave, you didn't go to the game, but I didn't go to the game. I decided I'm going to skip out on the preseason this year. Uh, it seems that's what all the cool season ticket holders do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah. No, I mean, hey, what we had questions at cornerback. Marshawn Lattimore looks like he was an, a really good draft pick, um, and uh, PJ Williams playing well. Damian Swan had an interception. Uh, linebacker issues. You know it's uh, going well when Damian Swan gets a pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Obviously, defensive line, they're, they're, they're spending way more time in their opponent's backfield, I think, than they have been the last four years. Uh, Sheldon Rankins looks like another great draft pick. Uh, I mean, this is that's what needs to happen, is you need to hit on draft picks. I mean, and, this, uh, this sack binge they've been on. Yeah, just, no, I, I, mean, I didn't, want to, I didn't want to mention it. I mean, it is, it's, it's, I mean, look, the, the, the dear char- penthouse forum. <laughs> the, 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 the Last char- night, the Saints got six sacks. The look, the, the Chargers were out without their first two tackles, and the Texans' line is kind of crappy. But Andrew, look, I mean, yeah, the but sack you, yeah, but you know what? is like going to see Chris Owens in her prime. Dude, <laughs> but here's hey, look, the thing. wait, I, Ralph, Go. I agree with you that we're not we're not playing like the best teams here, but at the same time, like. The the Saints have always had a penchant for for like, you know not 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 taking care of business when they should be taking care of business. So at the very least, they're taking care of business yeah, now yeah. when they're supposed to be taking care of business. Yeah, and look, if I you're said, if you're lighting up awful QBs, it stands to reason that you could be mediocre against really good ones. Yeah, right. But if if you're you know. letting rookie quarterbacks look like uh, Tom Brady. Then obviously you have major problems. Yeah, yeah. And look, last yeah. year, last year Landry Jones in the third preseason game for the Steelers, lit them the fuck up, Andrew. <laughs> he did. He was like he was like nineteen to twenty two for like two hundred yards and two. No, touchdowns. you're right. You're right. And I'm look. Here, I know here's the, the Texans... thing about the defense the last few years. I feel like, well, first of all, you know, last year they had all the injuries at corner, so they didn't even cover well. You know, first and foremost, coverage was poor. Uh, they had no pass rush. They had a corpse at was basically wasted space. Yeah. But I feel like even on the plays where the back end held up or they got a little pass rush, uh, the auxiliary routes, you know, in other words, the dump-offs to running backs or 
the you know the five yard ends to the tight ends a little the little dump off the security valve dump off pass plays would go for huge gains and so that's where you look at the linebacking court and you would say you know saints didn't have good coverage they didn't have good pass rush but even when that was holding up the the simple just routine run up and tackle a guy wasn't working or or, you know just 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 run to the sideline and catch the running back and make sure you make that tackle on third and six short of the sticks. Like, that wasn't happening. Yeah. And so when you see A.J. Klein and Manti Teo and Anzalone make these plays in preseason, you're like, wow, you know, they, they can actually do the basic stuff where now we can actually start to get excited about if guys make good plays. You know? Dave, more exciting, Anzalone's speed and the fact that he can cover and tackle running backs or his hair. Like, what's more impressive? Oh, his hair. <laughs> I like Come on, you man. guys. Well, Say his well, hair. <laughs> uh, Andrew didn't see it because he was at the game, but maybe Ralph saw it. But in the, in the Fox broadcast of the game, there was a, there was a point in between plays where they were, they were talking about how the Saints, they've, they've got this plethora of guys with, uh, with hair. You've got Magnificent Anzo- hair. Yeah, you've got Anzalone and Kikaha and... No, but you've got even other, you've got even like third string guys that I, I don't even know their names that have like <laughs> also long hair that look like uh, what's oh the new Adam, special teams guy had glorious hair yeah yeah and Adam Big Hill Bram, has that Bramman weird, yes yes that guy he's got long flowing hair too uh, I mean it's like a thing it's like a this is like a fashion statement it's that like things a, have going on it's like a it's it's like a uh, it's a Pantene commercial come to life. Is what <laughs> I'm I'm actually not sure what Ralph is more excited about between the Saints having a lot of guys with amazing hair versus having a magician on the team. I don't know. I don't know. Can can uh, can the new magician guy? Can him and Sean Payton's brother do a do a two man show <laughs> on his off day? I mean, no. No. If the long if the new long snapper had amazing hair, that would really. Oh be my god! That'd be it'd be. It'd that would put it over the top. But here's the thing. That like, must have been why they signed this guy. There must have been Tom Payton must have been in Sean, Sean Payton's ears saying, hey, I know this guy. He's a magician. He, he also can, happens to be a long snapper. He can levitate. You know, you know what their greatest trick would be? What was that? Giving what? the Saints an eighth win. <laughs> <laughs> Zing, where are we? Try the veal. Um, here, I feel like long hair, Andrew. I feel like it makes guys look faster. <laughs> that may be true. I, I, you know, I feel like it does. You know, and here's but here's the thing, like this defense, like the PJ Truthers man, they came for me on Twitter. Whoo boy. <laughs> they were Yeah, out. it's a, it's the third preseason game and the PJ Truthers are ready to put him in the pro Dude, bowl. Dude, they were coming for me and they they just they were like a, they were like a, they were like they were like they were like a mob with pitchforks, man. They were coming. They were. Com- they didn't even care. They didn't, like, they didn't care that I might be drowned. They were like, "We are going to come for you." Uh, <laughs> Just wait until uh, Trey Hendrickson gets a sack oh on my Thursday. God. It, it, you know, th- but you it, might have it, to suspend your Twitter account. Here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing, Andrew. Like I, like you know me. Like I, you know, it doesn't take much to get me excited about the Saints. But here's the thing with the draft. I'm always like, as good as the draft is. You're lucky if you get two starters and a contributor, even if your draft is fucking awesome. And here's the thing. This draft might just piss all over that theory because it looks fucking phenomenal. Like, usually, I know it's just a preseason, but even, like, last year, 
the draft was good. You were like, you were like Lasco. He's not doing nothing. And um, who else did they pick that you were like, eh, he's not doing. You know, you can you can spot a couple guys, and you know they're like, eh, that guy's nothing. This draft, I can't say that. After three weeks, like they all might be something. They won't, but they might. Yeah, the worst the worst draft pick so far, I would say, is and maybe Ramchick who. <laughs> Who's the starting left tackle? And then uh, maybe Hendrickson, who uh, is in the rotation to potentially see snaps in the regular season. So, um, you know, Alquadine Muhammad seems a little further down the depth chart, but he's gotten a sack in almost every game. So he ain't getting cut, buddy. No. They're not cutting any of these draft picks. No. They might not even redshirt one of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. which, is cr- which is crazy. I mean, legit. Uh, you know, you say if, if you can get two starters and a contributor, you know, that's not even year one necessarily. Yeah, I feel I, like you could say four of these guys are going to be starters. You know, if you look at Marcus Williams, he's probably going to be in the nickel package, which is basically a starter. Yeah. You know, Ramchick and Lattimore are going to be starters. And Kamara, you know, he, he's not going to be a starter, but he's going to be a significant yeah. piece. Anzalone's going to So, start. I mean, that's Anzalone's like 3.5 self- starters right there. Anz- well, An- you forgot Anzalone, right? Oh, Anzalone. Yeah, 4.5. Yeah, so that's like, that's that's ridiculous. Like, they're, they're, Dave, are we okay? Like, like if you add the, you know, say, Andrew, you're going to have uh, Lattimore and Anzalone and Williams starting this from this year's draft. You're going to have Vaughn Bell from last year. That makes four. And Rankins, that makes – you're going to have five starters on the defense, first or second year players. Does that excite you, Dave, or does that like – you're like, oh. Onyemata. Oh, you know, Onyemata to that six. You got half the defense, Dave, first, second year players. Does that excite you, or are you like, oh, shit, this is is not going to end well? No, that's exciting. I mean, because – Previously, you had undrafted free agents that were starting. It's, it's true. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, this is the way it's supposed to go. I mean, this is how you build. Uh, this is how you build the defense. It's a shame Kevin's not here because this is this is exactly up his alley. He should you have know, a bone. He, this is, he, they had a boner draft for hell. He needs to come on and take a lap. I mean, he, he want to be. He wants to. He wants to build. I feel team like boner the draft, draft like the is a term that the league, the the show, the league should have used. <laughs> <laughs> wait, do we? They probably did. Wait, wait so we're 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 really thinking Anzalone's gonna Anzalone. Okay, first of all, is it Anzalone or Anzalone? I Anzalone. Heard the announcer. It's, Anzal- it's Dave. It's Anzalone with a kiss. <laughs> Dave, you're Italian for Christ's sake. I I know that, and as an How Italian, how could you not we, know? Because as as an Italian, let me explain something to you. As an Italian, we sometimes we just drop that last vowel and we don't say it. Like when. Like instead of prosciutto, I don't call it prosciutto. I call it prosciutto. I don't. I don't say the O. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's terrible. So, so, uh, so like for Anzalone, I would just say Anzalone. I wouldn't say Anzalone. I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. technically, I, I guess that would be correct. He tweeted it out that it was Anzalone. What a guess. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure it's Anzalone, but Anzalone. Well, if, if Anzalone. Wrong, no, no, that's Anzalone. Will somebody please tweet me and correct me tomorrow if you listen to this and I'm wrong? Yes. If it, I mean, if it's if it's Italian, it's, you wouldn't say e; it would be eh. E is pronounced eh. So. Anzalone. Yeah, like exactly. Like That's how you music say. in the background every time we say it. Well, I learned uh, I learned during the uh, previous broadcast last week that it's not Camara but Camara. 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 Yeah, from the horse's mouth himself, he says that he says his mom says Camara. 
Um, but he says Camara. Like the like the car. <laughs> like the car. Like the car. All right. So, wait. So wait. Wait. So we well, anyway. Getting back to Anzalone, we really think that he's going to start. Who do we have? We have. He's, he's starting. We have Teao Anzalone and well, Klein. So here's Klein. The, here's Is that the your thing. I, I got a good look at this because you know I was watching the game and you know first of all. Your nickel is basically, you know, everyone's like, do the Saints play 4-3 or 3-4? You know, that, that, that's a common thing I hear Saints fans talk about. First of all, your base package is your nickel. Like that, that, that's the reality of the modern-day NFL. When you're in base, most of the time you're seeing three receiver sets, one running back, a tight end, maybe a fourth receiver. So, you know, there, the, the days of, like, a fullback, a tight end, and two receivers gone. are gone. That That's like 30% or less of the snaps. And 70% or more is nickel. I would say and, you know, you might play some teams like the Panthers where you'll you'll see more fullback and more dude, run the formations. The fullbacks die, and the Saints are one of the teams that, that the one, yeah, one of the last the few teams, teams, it's like the Saints... The Patriots the and the Packers and yeah, but and even the but even like if you look at John Kuhn, like how many how many snaps does he actually play for the Saints? Yeah, sure. It's usually between twenty and thirty percent a game. Yeah. So most of the time you're in nickel, and what I noticed about the Saints is when they go to nickel, they so they kick in Okafor. Yeah. Uh, so it's usually Okafor and Rankins on the interior. They bring in Kikaha, who is not there in base, so he doesn't play the four three. But Kikaha comes in pass rush, so he he's off the edge. And then you've got Cam Jordan, obviously, and then the two linebackers are Klein and Anzalone. And then hmm. Vaccaro moves up to the slot, and Marcus Williams comes in, so you get the three safeties. So that that's the eleven guys. Now, when they go to base, you know, obviously that's where Davison's playing. Kikaha comes out. They kick Okafor back to end. And then the three linebackers that I've seen have been Klein, Manti Teo, and Robertson. So it'll be interesting to see as the season progresses, do they keep Anzalone in in the in the 4-3 base um, at, at the expense of Robertson? Or is Anzalone just a nickel guy? Like right now they like him in nickel because he's a coverage guy. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how much the snaps kind of split between Robertson and him. But You're- um, so but yeah, who's, I mean, who's, I, he's basically a starter because the Saints are primarily a nickel, and he seems like he he's the top two linebacker cover guy. Well, who who's wearing the headset on defense? Who's Klein. who's getting Klein. the plays? Klein. Okay, Klein. that's what I because he's he's the he's the guy that's always out. Here's the thing yeah. with with Anzalone that I think the Saints have made the decision, and and we just kind of have to live with it too. Is the Saints and Andrew? You can you you're you're even though you don't blog anymore, you're still the tape watching guy, obviously. I think the Saints looked at Anzalone as soon as they got him, and they're like, that dude can run, and he can cover. And we know that playing a rookie and asking him to cover is dangerous, and he's going to fuck shit up, and he's going to bust coverages, and it's going to be a – he busted a coverage against the Texans, and Klein yelled at him. But the Saints are like, we don't care because he's going to make big plays, and he's going to wrap up, and he's going to make sure most five-yard gains stay five-yard gains, and we're going to live – with the busted fuck-ups, because he's so freaking fast. And they've, like, they've made that call, even though playing like a veteran guy might be, quote-unquote, safer. Like, they've made the decision, yeah. we're going with the upside. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's kind of the exact opposite of Scott Shanley, who was like the most heady linebacker <laughs> the Saints ever had, and he 
you know, he was small and mm-hmm. he, he wasn't physical, but he was always in the right spot. And yep. you could always trust that like he was going to diagnose the play and he was going to be where he was supposed to be yep. always. And then you just hope that physically he can hold up, you know, whereas, you know, the, the guys he's facing aren't too strong or too athletic where he can stay with them and he can tackle them. But with Anzalone, it, it's kind of the opposite. You know, I think you're not sure if he's always going to diagnose the play perfectly, but he's, he's got the length. I, I think that's really the thing that the Saints always talk about when you hear him talk about Anzalone. He's got the speed to match the length, and so he makes up for a lot of mistakes because he's so athletic and he's so long that you know a guy can have a step or two on him and he can close that gap pretty quickly. Yeah, um, Dave, look. You know, we're excited about the defense, and it was awesome. And look, uh, Tom Savage, as shitty a quarterback as he is, me and Andrew argued this about text, uh, I think, before the hurricane, Andrew. And, and look, I'm not saying that Tom Savage is good. I'm not even saying he's a top 25 quarterback in the NFL. What I he's am, what good, I, am I wouldn't say that. What I am saying is he's worlds better than Osweiler and Clemens. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's okay. not saying much. No. Okay. But but Lattimore, I feel like Lattimore, like he look, he looks like the best corner I've I've ever seen the Saints have. <laughs> like no, like physically and how he runs and how like he looks like the best corner the Saints have ever had. Like he's got that Dion Sanders kind of smooth, and not that he's going to be Dion, but he he looks the part of an elite corner that I've never seen the Saints have a corner that looks physically like him. Here's hoping. <laughs> yeah. Here's um, hoping. Did you and, stay and healthy? Who would you say was the best corner of the Sean Payton era? Keenan Lewis. Yeah. Keenan. Jabari Greer, maybe? Yeah, I say Jabari maybe Greer. Maybe Jabari Greer. I think Jabari Greer, because Keenan Lewis was really only good for like a year and a half. Yeah, but Keenan yeah. Lewis is a better comparison. I mean, Jabari was just, he was just so small. You know, he, he was yeah. great at everything he did, but size was limiting for him. You know, Keenan Lewis. Well, and Keenan Lewis' ostrich legs bit, were limiting to him. I would say him. Keenan Lewis did this more, you know, the season and a half that he was good. But he would, could match up against the best receiver and he could compete against Julio Jones or some of those guys because yeah. he had the speed and the size. Um, and Lattimore, I mean, at least in terms of skills, looks like he could be better. He's got that Tracy Porter, I don't know what you call it, but that like smoothness where he can like turn and run with the receiver and he knows how to adjust his body to knock the ball away and not get a penalty. You know? And yeah, but he's more fundamentally sound than Porter. Porter had a little Jason David in him. Yeah, he, he, he was a gambler. I mean, he, he what. He didn't have the huge fuck-ups that David had because he, he wouldn't stare in the backfield. But he, he would gamble. Um, I feel like Lattimore doesn't have to gamble because he's just so efficient yeah. you know, in his movements. Yeah, so the defense was great. But, Dave, uh, the offense, we, it wasn't great. And we just kind of – we always – whenever they're, they're bad, we're like, whatever. We got 10 years of, of, of seeing the, the offense being great. But did you think Adri- – did, did Adrian Peterson do enough to think – that he's going to be good for the Saints? Did he do enough to make you think he's going to be good? No, I mean, we haven't seen anything yet from Adrian Peterson. Um, uh, I don't know how much of that was Adrian Peterson's fault, but um, uh, I, there, there is no aspect of the offense um, and nothing they could do this preseason that would have me worried um, for the regular season that, that would make me think that they're not going to be a top-five offense. Andrew? 
Um, were you asking me about the offense? Yeah, Peterson? like like Peterson. Did you see enough from him to think like what you saw? What the, you've seen? The thing of him is, the thing is, yeah, I, I thought Peterson looked mediocre. Um, but here's the thing: we there has been no scheme. There, there's been no game planning. Yeah. Um, we haven't even seen the three-headed monster of Ingram, Peterson, and Kamara uh, get shuffled in and out in the substitution nightmare that that is for defenses. So, you know, Kamara had the night off. I, I think it was pure, purely and simply like, we've seen enough. We yes. know you're awesome. Like, <laughs> I, I would not be surprised if the Saints sit all three guys on, on oh, Thursday. dude. I would you think know? they Victor's will. Victor's getting yeah, 25 cause, cause like, Peterson and Ingram, you're good, and Kamara – like, you're a big part of our offense now. We don't want you getting hurt. Victor so, and Lasko are going to get a lot of carries. Yeah. So, you know, I think – I really think at the end of the day, when, when you I, – I, I think Peterson, it's going to be impossible to account for him the way defense is used to. And so, while he's lost a step and he's probably – he's definitely not as good as he used to be, um, I think – uh, I, I just think he, he's going to be more like a high tower. I, I don't think he's going to come in, and teams are going to be like, "Oh shit, Peterson's in the game." Like, put ten in the box or nine yeah. in the box. You know, it's not going to be like that for him this year. And so, I think as the season progresses, he's going to have opportunities to break runs purely based on the environment that he's in. So I, he's going to be fine. Yeah, the thing is, I think we're, we'll be able to see early on if his burst is gone, if he's going to be high tower, but cost more. Because high, yeah. there was a lot of runs. Where, like the Seattle game, high tower was awesome, and the Saints won, and he looked great. But, like, if that would have been a healthy Ingram, or Ingram doesn't fumble and Sean Payton doesn't get mad at him. Like, there was a bunch of runs where, like, Tim Hightower got seven, where, like, Ingram or, like, Adrian Peterson, super healthy, is getting 15-20, it's a touchdown, you know? Yeah. Tim Hightower yeah. just, he, he can't, he, he, he tries hard, he's awesome, it's a great story, because he, he had to fight to come back, but he has no burst. It's all just... We, we never hard. really saw, the, the thing that we didn't really get a chance to enjoy with Peterson yet, because he played so little, and I watched him in Minnesota, it's really when he gets to the second level, where yeah. he just freaking trucks, Cornerbacks. <laughs> and their corners are just too small to handle a guy with that athleticism and that power. And so, you know, Ingram is just slow enough where you can dive at his ankles if you're a corner and you can bring him down. And, um, you know, even though he's got the power, and, you know, I, I, Hightower is what he is. You know, he's not going to run over a ton of safeties. But Adrian Peterson is a freak. And so, you know, I, we haven't seen him at the second level yet. I always thought. The, the Vikings are really stupid not to incorporate him more in the passing game where you get a chance to get him at the second level more. I really think Sean Payton's going to try to do that. But that's where I think we'll see, even if he doesn't have the burst that he used to, you know, if he gets to the second level and he, a corner tries to tackle him. Well, you can you know, argue. That, that's where those those ten yard those routine seven yard plays you're talking about turn into twenty five yard. Well, game. you can argue. You can argue Adrian Peterson when he had a good quarterback. He could catch. He caught 50 balls in 09 when they had Favre, and Favre was awesome. Yeah. You know, the rest of the time, the quarterbacks for the Vikings have been dog shit. Yep. You know, so this thing of Peter, Adrian Peterson can't catch, eh, it's not like the Vikings had Aaron, Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback for him. All right, so we have a ton of questions. Uh, um, 
Let's see. This is from Brian Smith. Andrew, uh, while we are making wishes, can we can we go and wish for a division title? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a magician <laughs> on the team. There is. So you know, I don't even think I don't even think you need to wish for it. I think you just need to card trick it, right? Yeah, Dave. <laughs> this is from RB. I'm sorry, this is from Alex Alex Swift. If the Saints' D can force turnovers like 2009, can they beat New England in February? Man, two, <laughs> all it takes is two games, Andrew. We're, I mean, we've got to get to February. Can we beat him get to February? Two good defensive performances in the preseason, and people on Expedia.com look you know, at Super You know, I'm going to tell you guys something oh, real quick. Man. You know, this whole thing where, like, oh, man, you don't want players injured. Um, you know, you uh, you want to beat a team when they're at their best. Fuck that. That's ne- that's never been me. No. <laughs> and, and I'm not gonna lie. When I saw Edelman go down, I was like, man, I really hope he didn't tear his ACL. But if he could miss the first two weeks of the season, I'd be well, cool with it. Well, here's the thing. He's out for the year. <laughs> but here's the thing, Andrew. And this is what Saints fans, Edelman. Get, and I texted you this right when they said Edelman was out for the year. Saints fans. You need to emotionally prepare yourself for Brandon Cooks catching 100 balls for 1,400 yards and a dozen touchdowns. Like yep. you just need to get you just need to get ready for it because Cooks was going to be awesome even if Edelman and Gronk were there. Now with Edelman gone, you need to mentally prepare yourself for Cooks to be awesome. This isn't going to be a Jimmy Graham situation where he goes into obscurity because Russell Wilson's kind of overrated and not that good. Uh. Cooks is going to kill it. So just you need to emotionally prepare yourself. Um, Brady is kind of a dream matchup quarterback. I mean, really he's a dream quarterback for any receiver, but I think especially for a diminutive receiver like Cooks who has the speed to kind of stretch a defense but also has a lot of other intermediate route skills. um, I I just don't think Breeze maximized him. I mean, I think Breeze maximizes a guy like Colston, a guy like Michael Thomas, you know. But for a guy like Cooks, I just don't think that was a great fit. I think a guy like Brady or Roethlisberger, who who have the bigger size, can survey the field. Um, In fact, I would say Roethlisberger might be even better for Cooks because he he can extend the play. Um, But uh, I think this is a good matchup for Cooks. And, yeah, like you said, I think we need to prepare ourselves for him having a monster season. I drafted Chris Hogan in my fantasy draft on Saturday because Edelman went down. But, you know, it's cool because Cooks is going to have a monster season this year and next year, and uh, the Patriots will have to pay him $120 million, which we didn't want to do. They will not. They will not. They will do no such thing. (laughs) <laughs> they are no not stupid. This is Mitch. This is from Mitch McGrain, Andrew. Is it possible Kamara? Well, do you do you watch Game of Thrones, Andrew? Do either of you? I do not. I do not. All right, I'll have to answer this one. Is it possible that Alvin <laughs> Kamara is actual actually Azor Aha? I think I said that right. Instead of Jon Snow, or am I just letting the Kamara Kamara hype get to me? Um, you can't let the the, the Kamara hype is. You might as well be speaking another language at this point. You the yeah. Kamara. You, the, Hieroglyphic. The, let me tell you something. The, Kama, the Kamara hype is the White Walkers, the, their dragon that they use to melt the the the, the wall at the end of the season. Like he's just going to destroy the NFL. That's what he is. 
Do you have any idea how big of a nerd you sound like right now? <laughs> I know, but I like it. I, I like I like Game of Thrones because it's violent and it's got titties. That's why I like it. You know, that's cool. And it, it's I very get on board with that. It's very complicated. It's it's got a lot of plots and it gets confusing because they have like nine hundred different subplots. You just gotta just go with it and wait for the titties and the violence, and you're good. Uh, this is this, uh, Andrew. This is from JP. If this is a weird question, if family posts fake news on social media, media, is it acceptable to the correct them with sites to true articles, or is my wife right and I should just ignore it? My wife. My wife. My wife. Uh, that's my answer. I've, my wife. I feel bad for this guy if his wife is posting fake fake news articles. I'd yeah. say get divorced. <laughs> no. Um, I will say this. Side note about my wife. She's gone so stir crazy. So stir crazy that we're, we're trapped in the house that she was baking tonight, which I've never Whoa. seen her do. <laughs> in, cabin fever. In nine years of being with her, she has never baked a single thing, and she baked a cake tonight. And it was lovely. Was it terrible? Uh, no, it was good. good. It was good. I, she said it was too dry. I loved it, and my kid would have ate the whole damn thing if we wouldn't have stopped him. So I give well, it. I give a, it. He's I a give kid. It, I give it four stars. Uh, out of ten. <laughs> no, out of four. Out of four. Out of four. Out of four. Uh, uh, well and, played. Uh, Andrew or uh, Dave, si- uh, since we gave up a seventh for a long snapper, what's the fair price for a gunner? Uh, he, oh, that's all he does is just he's just a gunner. He doesn't yeah. do anything else. He's no. not a wide receiver or cornerback nope. or anything. He's a, he's a JJ McCleskey. Yeah, I guess. Um, Who was at uh, the game on Saturday? Or Fred McAfee? What do you call it? One of those. Um, what do you call those extra picks? The compensatory pick. The compensatory picks can be like third or yeah. fourth round, though. No, you only get it if it's you only get a late round compensatory pick, and if and if and if, and if Dave, the team is we're, awarded we're not a compensatory. I know that. To get a compensatory pick, you've got to give up gotta, more than you You've got to lose more free agents than you sign. <laughs> that ain't never happening. You, you couldn't get a half-eaten Popeye's box for Lasco. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Um, Andrew, what is going to be the first indication that my irrational exuberance has unduly escalated and the Saints will flounder to mediocrity? What is the likelihood? No, what is going to be the first indication that the oh the first indication is um I mean they'll play a mediocre quarterback in Sam Bradford and on the opening drive he goes five for six for eighty four yards and a touchdown and the Saints are down seven nothing on Monday <laughs> Night Football and you'll be reminded very quickly yep this defense is still trash <laughs> oh. it could happen. Uh, Dave, you guys, you guys you, saw that Matthew Stafford is going to be the highest paid yeah. player when, in the NFL. He right? just what? got a five-year, twenty-five. What is it? Twenty-six million a year. Oh my God! So like, highest paid player in NFL history. One hundred and thirty. He got like basically like one hundred and thirty yeah. million. Jesus. Yes. This is from yep. Jacob. This is from Jacob. Dave, are we more? Are you more excited about an actual having an actual linebacker core or possible pass rush? They're both. There, there's yes. no way I'm picking between those two. That's like choosing a favorite child. I just can't do that. I say pass rush because I feel like pass rushes can be. Yeah, Ralph is really into the sacks. I am. Yeah. Well, I've... Yeah. you kind of you kind of have a sack fetish. I do have a sack yeah. fetish. I have a sack and a quarterback hit fetish. I will not lie. <laughs> he lo- he loves he loves a tough D and a big sack. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna. I like my sacks. 
huge. Uh, this is from Hunter huge. Andrew. Huge. It's going to be huge. This is from Hunter Andrew. The over best sacks you've ever seen. <laughs> over or under on Marcus Williams being the best draft pick this year. What? Over under? Yeah, that's not well. It's not well phrased, but is but I know what he no. meant. His over is Marcus Williams. Do you think what's the odds of him being the best pick? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would say the favorite is of course Lattimore, um, and then I, I number two I would say is Camara. Yeah. Um, three I would three I would say Ramchek and, and Williams are a push. I, I still think Anzalone I would put behind those two. So. You know, and then I put Al-Qadim Muhammad and, and Trey Hendrickson behind those. So I, I would say that right now the likelihood is kind of a push with Ramchick maybe at three and two two other guys clearly ahead of him. So I, I would be pretty surprised, but, but who knows? Uh, Dave, this is from Sean. Will Tom Payton be Doran Ba's hated rival or the next Siegfried and Roy? Will they hate each other or will they combine forces? I love that question. That's a great question. I love it. Um, No, like I said, I think Tom Payton was uh, instrumental in getting Doran Boss here in New Orleans and on the Saints. So I I think, uh, I don't know which one's Siegfried and which one's Roy, but I I think they both need to stay away from the Tigers. Yeah, I'm, I'm, do you think, I think they can let, because a long snapper, he doesn't need to do like, he doesn't need to go in and get the halftime speech, right, Andrew? They can do Dornbos. He can do halftime shows at the dome, right? I mean, oh yeah, at the fifty-yard line. <laughs> yeah, like he can saw somebody in half. Oh, that's way better than the cat, catch for cash. Oh yeah, like they could have a they could have a lucky fan. <laughs> so sick of that. They could do the, the lucky. No one fa- ever catches the seventy-yarder no, anyway. No, they could it's do just get magic tricks from the long snapper. I think that the, the half the halftime they cut it to like ten minutes. But look, you could do the, the you could do the punt catch and. The fan can try to do the punt catch, and Doran Boss can saw saw them in half. <laughs> I think that's the best <laughs> halftime you ever saw. Like to me. Um, Listen, I think if if Dresher comes back and he ends up being a long snapper, and Doran Bach gets cut, I think you still keep him as halftime entertainment. Oh, definitely. Uh, this is a good question from This is a good question from Hunter as well, Andrew. The realistic ceiling for PJ and Lattimore tandem. Yeah, I mean, you know, so it's interesting that he asked that because I'm going to be honest, bro, like, I think hanging your hopes on bro giving the Saints anything this year is a, is is fool's gold at this point. I mean, he's broken the leg for a second time when he tried to come back last year uh, from that broken leg, he sucked imperially. Um, So I, I just, I think bro's done. I, I think bro is is where Keenan Lewis was last year. I think he's mm-hmm. done. And, I mean, maybe he'll prove me wrong, and I hope he will, but I'm not expecting the Saints to get anything out of him this year. So, well, and I, so I, I really, so, you know, the question is asked, I mean, I really think that's the tandem. Those are our starting corners this year. And, you know, how good can they be? I think it's just going to depend on how quickly Lattimore, I mean, listen, he, he he's had some good plays. I mean, we, he hasn't played enough for us, I think, to really analyze and scrutinize how good or bad he can be. Uh, he did have that one play against the run where he got faked out of his shoes, and I, I do think he's going to struggle at times coming up and run support. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if PJ Williams did too, because while I think he's come up and put some nice hits on guys this preseason, 
Um, you know, I think a, a concussion like he had makes you a little gun shy. So the big question for me is run support. And that's where I think they can run into some trouble. Um, physically, you know, those guys, they have the size, they have the strength. So I think they're going to be able to jam receivers pretty well. And I think they can man cover. And so, you know, I think whenever you have big receivers that can play man, you need a pass rush to go with it. And that's how that works. And so ultimately, I think their success is going to depend. I, I think they can hold up coverage for five seconds, for, you know, for three seconds. It, and it's, it's going to depend on the pass rushers getting there. I'll put it this way. I give the P.J. The PJ truth, there's a lot of crap on Twitter. And that's all in fun, usually, except the dude that cursed at me and I had to block him. Um, but I give him a lot, of sh- a lot of shit. But here's the thing. If you told me, who do you believe more in, PJ or Delvin Bro? It's PJ, and it's not even close. Like, it, like at this point, yeah, I mean that could change close. tomorrow, but yeah. I mean, it's not even close, you know. If he um, has a concussion in, yeah. in a couple of weeks, then th- that answer changes pretty quickly. Um, but so yeah, for now, yeah. So, so this that, that about wraps up the podcast. Like, we don't give a shit about the fourth preseason game, right? No, no. no. Um, and the the, thing- the I think the one fantastic thing that the league did this year is to move final cuts. You know, basically the final cuts all happen at once. You know, there's no roster trim down, which is phenomenal because now, you know, you can basically, you've got your 90-man roster. You can bench about 20 dudes on your 53-man roster, even 30 dudes. And you're like, you 30 guys on our 53, you're not even playing tonight. And you, that, that still gives you 60 guys, plenty enough guys to throw out there. And, yeah, I mean, Craig Victor or whatever his name is, Victor, Trey Edmonds, and, and Lasco, you know, you're our three running backs tonight. And let them take all the hits. And that gives you basically more than two weeks. Basically, some of these guys, you know, Adrian Peterson, Ingram, they won't have played a football game in 16 days to get their bodies rested for the Vikings, uh, which I, I think is a huge thing that yeah. the NFL did this year, and I'm really happy about it. And So I don't care about the game. The Saints shouldn't either, and they should not play a freaking player, a single player that matters in this game. No, and I think they. I don't think. I don't think they will. Here's a here's a question though that no one asked Dave, but I'm going to ask it. Is is Anthony going to be on this roster? <laughs> Probably not. Who? Wait, who? <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, is he going to be on the roster? Stephon Anthony? Well, the only reason that I kind of missed the first round of cuts about. is that I was I would have been curious if he would have made it through the first round of cuts. <laughs> um, I don't think he makes this team. I wonder if he goes on IR, uh, which would you know technically keep him as a Saints property for another year. But um, I, I think Anthony's done. I really do. I, I think yeah, well, they, he, he missed practice again today. So well, they tra- he's inching he's inching yeah. closer to IR because he, if he can't practice this week. I mean, he's got to play in this game and play awesome to save his job. Well, well here's the thing: he might be. He, you're right. He might be the veteran. The thing that that it's a shame that he's injured, Andrew, is the Bills traded uh, Reggie Ragland to Kansas City. He was a first round pick for Buffalo. They got a fourth for him. And he, I don't think he's ever played a down for Buffalo. Like, he's been injured all the time. So, if Anthony was healthy, I think the Saints could have said to a team, look, 
he was good his rookie year. How about a fourth? And I think they could have got it up for him. But now he's injured. All now teams are just gonna be like, no. Um, so that's a shame. Um, yeah. So my last. Well, I question- think I think he needs to play and play well in this fourth game. And honestly, if that happens, I think the Saints will trade him. Do you do you think the Saints? Do you think besides trading Anthony, do you think they have any other surprise trades? And it doesn't have to be like a, a, a made-up fun one, like they trade for Malcolm Butler or some crazy shit like that. But do you think they make a significant move where they give up a fourth, fifth, or sixth-round pick? And now that they're giving yeah. up picks, now that they're giving up picks in 2019, hey, you know. I haven't seen any pass rushers kind of blow out knees or anything, um, although that could happen in the fourth week of preseason, you know, like a, a primary backup pass rusher getting hurt. Um, but if there's one position I think the Saints kind of have a logjam right now, it's defensive end. And I don't think they're in a position where they can really cut. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have Hendrickson and they have Muhammad. I, I don't think Muhammad clears waivers. No. Because no. he has, what, three sacks now? No. so. I, I don't think he's going to clear waivers, so I, I don't think the Saints can afford to cut him and, and put him on the practice squad, which I think ideally they'd want to do. Um, but I, they can't get away with it. So now, I mean, you're talking about Hendrickson, and you, you have your top three. I mean, obviously, a defensive end. You've got Jordan, you've got Kikaha, you've got Okafor. I mean, those guys are locks. So then behind them, you, you kind of have to keep Muhammad. You kind of have to keep Hendrickson. Now you're at five defensive ends. We haven't even talked about Daryl Tapp or Abum Guachim, you know, who are decent players. I, I think Tapp is a guy that probably doesn't garner a ton of interest. I, I think the Saints feel like, hey, we can cut him, and if an injury happens, we can probably bring him back week two or three. Well, you know, he's not a, he's not a guy necessarily that's going to garner a ton of immediate well, attention. Yeah, but he might um, if another team has an injury, though. Like, he it, might if another team has an injury, but I, I think, you know, just at final cuts, I mean, there's enough talent that becomes available yeah. that, like, uh, uh aging veteran that's kind of a good run defender but not a good pass rusher, he's going to get washed out in the shuffle. So I, I don't – I think Tap isn't a very risky cut, you know, that we're like yeah. if something happened where you needed him, you could bring him back later. But Guachim is kind of – an interesting prospect because he, he is more of an explosive guy and he's looked good in preseason. Um, so I don't think the saints would get anything great for him, but I could see the saints flipping him for maybe a backup tackle, um, or maybe a sixth round pick, seventh round pick conditional, conditional something yeah. like that. Yeah. And the thing is for the Saints, So that's the one to watch. I would say watch him for a draft pick, a low draft pick or, or a, a backup player. Uh, okay. Final question, then we get out of here, because this is like take number five. Um, Dave, on the optimism scale, zero being two and fourteen, complete dumpster fire. Ten being you're in the press box for the Super Bowl. I love how the worst case scenario is. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Dave, what well, is? First of all, I wouldn't get in the press box for the No, Super Bowl. that's right. You're not. A, you're, you don't run Six Nation anymore. Or. <laughs> Uh, so, but Dave, where, where are you on the optimism scale? I'm at a seven. Wow. Whoa. I'm at a seven now. Yeah. Andrew. So, oh, uh, what Dave, was I before? Can well, you remind Dave, me? Was I what is a seven? four or five? Yeah. Well, Dave, Andrew, before you go, Aunt Dave, what is a seven? What does it convert to in wins? 
I'd say possibly a ten and ten and six. Ooh, Andrew. Wow. What are you what are you? <laughs> uh I think I was saying six and ten kinda all along. Um I've seen eight, enough from this eight, defense that eight, I think they can, eight they can scoreless win quarters for the defense. So I'm going to say eight, eight, and eight, eight and eight, which which would put it at a five, I guess, a five or six. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm doing better than Dave. I, I, what? Get that hell out I, of here. I see. I'm at an eight and a half. I think I've seen enough that <laughs> I think I've seen enough to say they're going to flip from seven and nine to nine and seven. But to get from nine and seven to to be any better than nine and seven, they're going to need luck that you just I don't know. Like you know, it's injury luck, it's just game luck. But I think I've seen enough, so I'm going eight and a half. I see nine and seven is a real possibility, and right now that's probably my pick when I write my preview column. So nine and seven. So I'm at eight and a half. I am fucking shitting rainbows and unicorns. Over the optimism right now. I'm at I'm pink at, fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows. Pink <laughs> fluffy unicorns. Yeah, dancing here's the here's on the rainbows. thing. I, I think we have to embrace the fact right now as fans that we're a seventh win team. So the unicorn that we're chasing right now is the eighth win, and anything uh, more than that is lanyard. Yeah, I don't. You know, know, and I know like fans are like, no, I want to make the playoffs. I want to be twelve and four. Of course, we all want that. But right now. Before you can even consider a ninth win or a tenth win, you got to get to eight. And this team has been utterly incapable of doing that the last three years. So that, to me, that's the first goal. Is to get to eight, eight. Let's get to eight wins. Well, I, I, I'm excited. I feel like all their questions that we had for them, they at least have halfway decent answers. Whereas last year, you were like. After the third week, you were like, they are fucked at corner, and they are fucked at defensive end. And you knew it 100%. Yeah. They might We still... thought they were fucked at guard until Jari Evans yes. came back. And that, you, we thought they were fucked at guard. This year, at least at corner, the PJ Truthers, it's, they're loving it. it you, you've got possibilities. At end, they look really decent. At linebacker, they look decent. Like, you have legitimate answers. Whereas last year, if you said, what's the solution at defensive end? If you said, it's Paul Kruger... You got laughed at. Like, we made fun of you. This year, I think it's, it's better. I'm optimistic. My house hasn't flooded. I feel great. Don't burst my bubble, goddammit. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, for Andrew, find him on the Twitters. Dave, find him on the Twitters. Uh, for Kevin, who is MIA, he may never be back. He may be back next week. Who knows? That's why you need to tune in. Uh, so, until next week, the bar is closed.